The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The September 27th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of September 27th, 2023. OIHS student selected as 2023 STEM Rising Star. All about this year's Senior Barn. San Juan County Prosecutor Amy Vera discusses ins and outs of a coroner. Savor the San Juans begins, plus excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. First, from the Islands Sounder, OIHS student selected as 2023 STEM Rising Star. Bethany Carter, a student at Orcas Island High School, has been named Northwest Washington STEM Network's 2023 Washington STEM Rising Star. Bethany's drive is unparalleled. She is an innovator, a risk-taker, and a team player, and she goes above and beyond to find ways to pursue her passion for STEM, says Megan Gable, a career counselor and teacher at Orcas Island High School. The Washington STEM Rising Star Awards recognize young women who explore STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, in ways that will support their education, career, personal development, and community. The awardees were nominated by their schools and selected in partnership with regional networks. They will receive a $500 stipend and will be celebrated at Washington STEM's 2023 Summit Luncheon. The data shows that a strong cradle-to-career STEM education prepares students for high-demand, household-sustaining jobs, says Lynn K. Varner, CEO of Washington STEM. The Rising Star Awards highlight the next generation of leaders and encourage girls and young women to explore STEM education and careers. The 2023 Rising Star awardees are listed by name and region on the Washington STEM website. WashingtonSTEM.org. All about this year's Senior Barn by Moose Kinsey. Here is the Senior Barn. The Orcas Island High School class of 2024 has completed the painting and they have added their names. The painting of the barn by Fowler's Pond is a tradition that goes back decades on Orcas Island. Every year, the barn is painted by the graduating class from Orcas Island High School, with each student painting their name on the side once it's complete. This year's design is pop art inspired. This design is broken up into panels with the main image of a Viking ship representing the school mascot adjacent to the graduation year of 2024. The surrounding panels show island landmarks and images such as an Orcas Island map, a Washington State ferry boat, and Mount Constitution's CCC Observation Tower. There is also a saying, OI till I die, a strong sentiment because many of the members of the class have grown up on Orcas Island, OI, and have deep roots. The overall featured design was conceived by Moose Kinsey and allowed the class to work together to express everyone's creativity in the various panels. This layout and colorful approach harkens to the influence of pop art artist Roy Lichtenstein. 
Lichtenstein's most famous works used a signature comic book cartoon style. His works such as Wham! 1963 were influential and eye-catching. Pop art is thought to have been started by Richard Hamilton, who was an English collagist and painter. His collage work was inspired by life's mundanity and the vapidity of mass media production. Aspects of pop art have also been influenced by Andy Warhol, 1928-87, sometimes referred to as the father of pop art. These and other artists emerged in the 1950s and 60s, including Robert Rauschenberg, 1925-2008, Jasper Johns, born 1930, as well as Roy Lichtenstein, 1923-97. Once the class of 2024 selected a design over the summer, the actual painting of the barn could begin. Using paint purchased locally, with class funds, as well as donations from the island community, the work took place on-site over a few weeks. The class of 2024 student officers organized and many class members made time to participate. Thanks to all of the hard work, this colorful barn will be enjoyed by all who pass by over the next year. Thanks to class advisor Phil Comito, the ASB, and class officers. The Orcas Island High School class of 2024 wishes to thank Marlis and Rick Hughes for continuing to support this long-standing graduation tradition. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, San Juan County Prosecutor Amy Vera Discusses Ins and Outs of a Coroner by Heather Spaulding Death does not abide by nine-to-five working hours. San Juan County Prosecutor and Coroner Amy Vera has received calls at all hours. She has served as Deputy Coroner for approximately a decade and stepped up to Coroner in January after being elected Prosecutor. The word Coroner conjures up images of death investigations of the past, but what is a Coroner and what do they do? The coroner has jurisdiction over when a person dies in Washington state, and they are not under the care of a physician. The coroner assumes jurisdiction at the time they die. That jurisdiction extends to the person and their immediate property. So, not their estate, but purses, phones, and items on them, Vera explained. Our job is to ensure that the deceased are treated respectfully and that their body is taken care of in an appropriate and lawful manner and next of kin, if any, are notified. The coroner determines how they died and fills out a death certificate. There are five causes of death, natural, accident, suicide, homicide, and undetermined. Vera has not encountered a case that was undetermined, she said, but they do happen. Undetermined occurs if you really couldn't make a determination between an accident or natural cause or accident and a homicide. If you don't have enough information to call it one way or the other, you would go with undetermined, said Vera. The only time I would call it a suicide is if it is clear it is one. Otherwise, it is an accident. When asked what surprised her about being a coroner, she responded that nearly all of it has. I think all of it surprised me because I didn't know what to expect to be a coroner. Most people don't, she said. When you start to learn about it, it's very interesting. 
There is the problem-solving part of it, figuring out who the person was, who their family is, and what happened to them. What has been truly unexpected for her, however, has been how rewarding it is working with families. We do a lot of things in the prosecutor's office. Many of them don't feel good, Vera said. While it doesn't feel good that somebody died, it is a rewarding feeling to be the person whose role it is to help people get through a terrible thing. If we have to be able to make an awful thing the least amount of awful, then I think we have done our job. Should the coroner's job be done poorly, she continued, that makes what the families are going through worse. Coroner trainings often have discussions regarding the harm that can be done when the job is not done well. Those families carry that around, Vera said. Talking and spending time with the families is crucial. If someone dies in King County, for example, I don't know how much time you get to go over it and talk about it with authorities and work it through. But here we have that time to give, so if someone wants to come here and meet with me several times to just talk about it, we can do that, Vera said. If they want to call nine months later and say, something is bothering me about this one, we can take a look. That is the luxury about living in a small town. The high confidentiality of death records means the coroner's office must handle information with care. Vera and her office are extremely careful about the way they communicate about the cases. One of the biggest challenges is the county's geography. Being a region made up of islands means navigating the waters to respond to deaths at all hours, day or night. We work closely with the sheriff's office. They're great partners in this, and they will transport us to the non-ferry-served islands or even the ferry-served for expedience, Vera said. It makes sense, because law enforcement is typically going there as well, so we work closely with them in that way. Coroners typically work with many county, state, and federal agencies, including local fire and EMS, other coroner's offices, law enforcement, and the Coast Guard. Previous coroner and prosecutor Randy Gaylord, in fact, traveled to Whidbey Island after a plane that had departed from Friday Harbor crashed there in 2022. There is no agency that has not been willing to step up and help out. People really put their differences aside when there is a tragedy, Vera said. You see a lot of coming together and cooperation, neighbors helping out. Our partnering agencies, EMTs, and fire on all the islands are extremely helpful. Whenever we need assistance or request something, they are always happy to provide it. I think that is unique here, and really valuable. We wouldn't be able to do it if they weren't all willing to do that. It's a great benefit to the citizens, but we certainly appreciate it. The most challenging situations are those that occur in the dead of night, remote locations, or when someone has died or been found in the water. Currents have washed bodies from outside areas, including two from Vancouver over the last few years, making identification tricky. Identifying a visitor to the county can also prove difficult. There are a few tools in Vera's pocket, however, to assist. Dental records can help. If the person has any implanted health device, that also may provide clues, as some devices have serial numbers that can be traced. 
Fingerprints, DNA samples, and searching missing persons databases can also be useful. According to Vera, if the body is not identified, then the county pays for a burial in Anacortes. If the family does turn up, the person may be exhumed and returned to them. We try to always think about what our families would feel about the way things are handled. Would you want us doing this or that if it was your mom, your child? Vera explained. We strive to be extremely respectful, and that includes when we are transporting bodies. It's still a person, and we are going to treat them with respect and great care. From the Islands Weekly, Savor the San Juans begins. Why are trees so carefree and easygoing? Because every fall, they let loose. Our 16th annual Savor the San Juans begins this Friday, September 22nd, with farm tours on San Juan Island through the weekend and a Madrone Cellars wine dinner at Coho Restaurant. Savor runs from September 22nd through November 11th and includes farm tours, film fests, brew fests, harvest wine dinners, farmers markets, and more. You can find all the events, specials, and info at visitsanwans.com slash savor. Indulge your palate with these island-grown foods and wine, beer, cider, and spirits during a selection of farm-to-table dinners by local chefs. And now, a message from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. In light of a less than exciting or funny week of Sheriff's Log, the Island Digest would like to take a moment to remind listeners that as we enter the darker half of our year, the fall equinox having just passed, please be mindful on the roads. The days are getting darker earlier and will continue to do so for the next few months. The past week saw multiple citations issued for drivers speeding on our roads, 43 in a 25 zone, 60 in a 45 zone, 63 in a 45 zone, and 40 in a 25 zone, to name a few. Let's take care of ourselves and each other as we move into the darker season and drive safe out there. Take care of each other and watch out for deer. Whenever you see one, there's usually another one waiting behind. This concludes the September 27th edition of the Island Digest. This week's edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this fall with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The journal, Sounder and Weekly, rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in, and come back again next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.